0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, the projection project. How many wins will BYU basketball have in the 2017 regular season? Let's go on record. One of the new
1: captains of the basketball team, Luke Worthington, joins us. Is BYU ready to start the season today?
0: And Brian Billick of the NFL Network brings his 30-plus years of coaching experience back. How do you motivate a team with no bowl game in sight? Let's go! This
2: is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and
0: Jerem Jordan. We're doing it live like we do every day. BYU Sports Nation, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, November 9th, wherever and however you have chosen to dial in. Wonderful to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the Grinch who overlooked Thanksgiving. Jerome Jordan.
1: Well, there are no Thanksgiving sweaters, so I don't see the big deal here.
0: Is it okay to wear a Christmas sweater before Thanksgiving?
1: Who says this is a Christmas sweater? I think it's a winter sweater.
0: Oh, it's a, it's a Sailor Coop Cosmo sweater. Royal Blue Winter Sweatshirt. Yeah.
1: It's getting cold, therefore, I needed long sleeves, so I put this on today. And I met with resistance from some grumpy people.
0: Hey, I'm One just putting it out there. One of which is not you. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, I... <laughs> I am uh, right down the middle on this, man. I I don't care. But do people think that it's okay? No, there are people that care. I know. It's polarizing. It's Christmas music. It's Christmas decorations. It's sweaters. Okay.
1: I'm not strongly opinionated on this particular subject, although I am on a lot of things. The Christmas music now, I'm like, ah, probably a touch early. Probably a touch early. To me, this is a winter sweater.
0: Oh, is that what you're falling back on?
1: No, I'm wintering forward. It's a winter (laughs) sweater. It's not a Christmas sweater.
0: You're telling me that you you look at that sweatshirt and say it's not a Christmas sweater. I don't see any
1: green or red on this. Do you?
0: Also, is that that a sweatshirt or a sweater? I think it's a sweater. Okay. It's 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 a sweater. It's a sweater! It's a sweater! Hey, and you just turned... I'm not going to say your age. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, in the movie, he says, today, a wapo is, and then he hesitates, and he goes, 33 years old. <laughs> he's like 60. Well, he used to be 33. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, told have, you. I think we have an early poll question. Is it okay to wear a Christmas sweater before the winter sweater. <laughs>
1: There's no red or green on this.
0: A Christmas in parentheses winter sweater. You're right. I'm trying to just sweater. Sound off the well, early poll question of the day. I'm gonna
1: wear whatever I want. So, I am. I
0: am in, yeah. intrigued to find out how BYU Sports <laughs> Nation feels about this because you're right. This is a divisive subject. People feel passionately about. I got a this. lot of
1: comments about. Hey, I like your sweater. I only had one person say. Yeah, blah, 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 blah.
0: Well, a, lot, what more, it a like. lot more people are seeing it now <laughs> and hearing about it now. That's
2: right. It's about Sound
0: off on the Twitter machine. Also, let's discuss, uh, discuss some headlines, shall we?
2: It's your BYU Sports Nation headlines.
0: BYU men's basketball routes Colorado College, not surprisingly, 95-35 in their third oh. and final exhibition game last night. Zach Celius had 19 points, including six three pointers, in 18 minutes of play. I spoke with him after the game about where this team needs to improve for Saturday's regular season opener.
1: Um, I think we just need to go out and show that what we can do. You know, these exhibition games, we've been, you know, trying to get together and try to, you know, figure everything out, and now it's time to be able to go out there and throw
0: our first punch. Where does your range start and end, Zach? Everywhere. (laughs) Ready to shoot, Zach. BYU's regular season opener this Saturday against Mississippi Valley State. Hit it. Countdown to the Delta Delta. Two days away.
1: That's it, man. Two days away. Very excited about that. More basketball news. Head coach Dave Rose named his two captains for the season. Elijah Bryant and Luke Worthington. Luke Worthington will join us later in the program. Also, NBC Sports' Rob Douster added Yoli Childs to his college basketball breakout stars list. Mm-hmm-hmm. Am I surprised? No. Nay!
0: Not in the least.
1: No, he's, he's a baller, man. He, Yoli Childs is a baller. You're, like, he's not like anyone else on the court.
0: One-on-one against anybody in the West Coast Conference, would you take Yoli Childs?
1: I have no idea. I haven't thought through everyone in the league. I would.
0: I'd take him. One-on-one. Let's go.
1: You'd take him like you would beat him? I'm just kidding.
0: Uh, Yeah, that was an he unexpected said, spin on my words. <laughs> I'd take him. No, you wouldn't. BYU football travels to Las Vegas today for a nationally televised Friday night showdown on ESPN2 with UNLV. Who in the world is going to play quarterback for BYU? There's only one place to watch warm-ups and get all of those details. Countdown to kickoff starts tomorrow at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on BYU TV. Maybe Kalani Satake can shed some light on who will start at
3: QB for BYU. The thing that matters right now is winning this next game. And so um, everything factors into it. You know, uh, uh, experience versus inexperience, um, ability to run versus ability to throw. Uh, command of the offense, um, you know and how they 're able to manage it, manage the offense I mean all that
1: stuff
0: matters so we still don 't know who 's going to start at quarterback
1: i 'll tell you this there 's one that 's taken more than the other this week that 's what you need to know
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they wouldn 't take the exact same amount logically. the ninth ranked and twenty three and two women 's volleyball team is in the kennel tonight to play gonzaga at nine eastern time they 'll summon the spirit of Corbin Kafusi. This is the final road trip of the season. For the Brighamites.
0: Rise and shout. Time for What's Trending.
2: You're talking about it and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation.
0: The BYU Basketball Projection Project. 11-0.
2: Spurt for BYU.
0: 20-4. Lob, yo, throw, down, alley oop, Elijah Bryant to Yoli Childs. That's nine points to go with 13 rebounds. The oop count at two, or the yoli oop count, I should say, at two last night in BYU's 60 point exhibition win at Colorado College. Yoli oop. Yes, the yoli oop. Yoli oop. I like it. I like it. Absolutely. First projection, Jerem, Yoli Childs will be good this season. It's not that
1: quantifiable one? and specific. He
0: will be good. So it's not good. <laughs> he, will, he
1: will be good. And you will take him. Yeah, what? No, will take uh, him one-on-one. <laughs> uh,
0: no? Let's make some more predictions. You're a
1: lockdown defender, but not against six eight yearly old
0: Let's make some more predictions and season projections about BYU basketball, if we dare. We did it with football, and, well... Yeah, we're not getting
1: to those today, luckily.
0: You'll soon learn those projections worked out about as well as Ryan Leaf's NFL career.
1: And about as well as the offense this year for Brigham.
0: We did it for football, and can't wait to rehash all of that in a few weeks. But guess what? We
1: said we'd be accountable.
0: Why did we we say that? And we are going to be (laughs) held accountable. We're back and ready to go with BYU basketball, okay? A few categories. Let's start with regular season record overall, 31 games total for BYU.
1: I have, I have looked at this schedule for a few months now, and here's the total. 23-8. 23 wins. I have BYU going 23-8 and eight in the 31 regular season games.
0: This does not include the guaranteed West Coast Conference tournament game, I We don't know who they're playing,
1: so I'm not going to project that. Yes.
0: 23-8, and eight. what do you say? I am right on par with oh, you. Oh, come on. 23 wins for 23 BYU and eight. basketball.
1: Okay, that's not good when we're the same. Well, Maybe something we drastic's going to happen. We start to mad. differ
0: in the next category, Kay. which is the record in the West Coast Conference. I go
1: thirteen and five. 13
0: and five. You have BYU going ten and three, yeah. in non-conference play, yeah, but losing five times in West Coast Conference play. Yes. yes, I do. Why? Yes, I do. Why five losses?
1: I think that there are uh, two four games against top twenty-five teams. Okay, uh, St. Mary's Gonzaga. I think it'd be good to get one of those. I think there's still a little slippage in the non-St. Zaga. To say that BYU is not going to lose any of those games, or maybe just one, I feel like it's a little much given what's happened. But if Heath Troyer and that culture and this group and this identity and Nick Emery's status is in question, if Nick Emery isn't involved, I think five is more likely than four.
0: I say 14 and four because I better. think BYU – Will win one of the Big Four against Gonzaga and Saint Mary's, and lose
1: another to some, a and lose
0: Zaga. one other game to somebody. Yeah, the non Saint Zaga games. Gotcha.
1: I well, always gotten the game of Gonzaga last three years.
0: I feel like I have <laughs> seen enough in the three exhibition games to make me feel confident that this is more of a team that will be able to not let more than one non Saint Zaga game slip. And I think that there is a growing chasm in the West Coast Conference in terms of talent.
1: Oh, there's oh, there's been a chasm. It's growing.
0: It's growing.
1: I feel like it's getting smaller between 3 and 10. You think between 2 and 3? Like the top 2 and
0: between BYU? Well, like,
1: I think what, what do you think? The I 3 think and that, the everyone else? I think else? the
0: drop off after the top 3 is is growing. The projections from almost everybody this
1: year are that 3,
0: 4, and 5 are very similar. See, and I'm just not buying into that. Okay, it's because you don't have to buy their it's because product because those projections are like, well, BYU lost Eric Mika, so it's going to be close. I know what I've seen. The eye test. I don't think for that three exhibitions. I it's don't. Not think, very much volume. You know what I, I mean? I know what's coming back yeah. for San Francisco. I watched them closely multiple times last year. They're pre- uh, predicted to finish fourth by the coaches. Yeah. Like I think BYU. Is hands down a better team matched up against San Francisco?
1: Yeah, they are. We're we're debating how big the earthquake is. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
0: Point is, I don't think BYU will lose two non-St. Zaga games. Well, that's
1: the hope. That would be an improvement, right? BYU loses what? An average of
0: three? 14-4. It's an average of three a year. So I'm going two. I'm going less than the average. You go 13-5. And and that would finish where? In the West Coast Conference. Clearly. If
1: you don't think BYU is finishing in third, I really question that a lot typically like i did argue against it
0: the champion of the west coast conference in the regular season wins 16 or 17 of the 18 league games
1: yeah i just don't see it with this team next year now we're talking because in theory this whole team comes back next year that that ain't happening guys always move on whatever
0: okay leading scorer for byu the only
1: child 16 a game I think there'll be some good balance. I think you have four guys between 12 and 16 on the team. Yoli Childs leads them at 16 again.
0: I think Yoli Childs will be the leading scorer as well. 15 points a game because of that balance, so just mm. a hair under you. and Super
1: exciting. We're like crazy similar, right? Well,
0: now. listen, we already had our little <laughs> disagreements about the record in the West Coast Conference. By one whole game. By one game, yet that's a big one because of the trend that BYU has set in the West Coast Conference over six seasons. But right? we had the
1: same overall record.
0: Twenty-three and eight. Yeah. Okay. So Yoli Childs, leading scorer, leading rebounder, Jerem.
1: Yoli Childs. Shocker. Ten a game. Double double. Ten a game.
0: I think he'll average more than that. Oh, I think he'll be one of the top ten rebounders in the country. Last year, the in leading the country. Last year, nice. the leading rebounder in the country averaged twelve and a half rebounds a game. That's it. I think Yoli Childs. He's a good rebounder. Is is one of the nation's best rebounders, and I think 11. 11 plus.
1: And you're watching Stranger Things, too,
0: so of course you'd pick of 11. Of course, and it's my favorite number, so why would I not go with 11? I don't, I don't have an answer. There you go. Okay, do we differ on anything else? Yes. Leading three-point shooter, Jerem. Before I uh,
1: say my prediction here, I want to get to the stat of the day. Okay. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Our research team went back and looked. In the Dave Rose era, the team leader in threes makes an average of 79.4 okay. in a season. Mm-hmm. Okay, That's the average. There have been some huge variants there. Like Brock Zilstra led the Cougars with 50 in a year. Then you had 124 from Jim Fredette. So it's varied widely. But I'm going to go with uh, Zach Sellius, 75 made threes.
0: He made 68 in his freshman season. Yeah, 50% clip. Wow. Which, by the way, was second best in the entire country from three-point field goal percentage. He
1: just didn't have enough uh, makes or attempts to register with some people. T.J. Haas, by the way, was the leader last year, 76.
0: Uh Uh-huh. And that is my pick, Jerem. T.J. Haas will top that this year. And I'm going to go right on the average that you brought up a hair more, 80. I think Mm. T.J. Haas will make 83-pointers, maybe a few more.
1: Yeah, I I think you'll have three guys that are... Right there? Well... Two guys, TJ and Zach, and then I think Elijah Bryant will contribute. from right around 40
0: or 50? Yeah. Because I be just, he'll be healthy. He'll I
1: think, more. I think that'd be good. That'd be really good. Elijah Bryant had a terrible start from the three-point line last year. He was like two for his first 17. I don't see that happening this year. He's healthy. BYU shot the uh, three really well last night, by the way.
0: TJ Haas, as you mentioned, led the team with 76 last year. Nick Emery at 75. We've learned that Nick Emery will not play in the season opener against Mississippi Valley State as BYU Basketball waits to hear from the NCAA about alleged impermissible benefits, so we wait and see there. Good news is, BYU Basketball seems like they are in a good position to be ready to play without him.
1: They've certainly braced themselves for that. And we haven't seen, uh, you know, the win against New Mexico tells me more about the other two, for sure. Yep, sure. Uh, So we'll see how it it goes Saturday.
0: Okay, you've heard our projections. Now we want one from you, BYU Sports Nation. The Twitter question, please, Jeremy.
1: What's your blue goggle projection for the BYU hoop season? I need some blue goggles on. as I read this. They're all on the living. Google Ws they're supposed to get with more defense. I need a stronger blue goggle prescription for a West Coast Conference Championship or postseason success. You know what we didn't put into our projections? What's BYU going to do in the postseason?
0: Oh okay.
4: I,
1: ha- I have I have the the NIT, but bubble That's my uh that's my projection.
0: Yeah, let me think about that for a second.
1: With the blue goggles off this Before I go on record.
0: <laughs> because right now, all I can see is the tournament train. Okay. <laughs> I got to take the then blue goggles off. Wear the hat. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Luke Worthington, one of the captains, will join us, as will Brian Billick.
2: BYU Sports Nation is presented by The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Welcome back, friends. BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Our conversation jumping right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN.
1: Pre-game coverage of BYU and UNLV is tomorrow night, 9.30 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. BYU Radio pre-game coverage starts at 8.30 Eastern.
0: We have a couple of Twitter conversations going right now. An update from the sweater poll question.
1: Is if it okay? You want...
0: To destroy my sweater. Yeah, maybe you do want to destroy Jeremy's sweater. Whoa, whoa, whoa. His Christmas sweater that he's wearing before before Thanksgiving.
1: Winter sweater. No. Winter is coming.
0: Is it okay to wear a Christmas sweater before Thanksgiving? 44 votes in. Yes. 45%? No, 55%. (laughs) (laughs) Just like we expected. Basically right down the middle. Yeah. Basketball. (laughs) Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is Brian Billick, NFL Super Bowl champion coach, a man who has 30-plus years of coaching experience. You can watch him weekly on the NFL Network on Wednesday with his show Playbook. Coach, let's start with the hard hitter. Is it okay to wear a Christmas sweater before Thanksgiving?
4: No, that's just not right. That's just not right, man. That's that's like putting up your Christmas decorations before Thanksgiving. you got to wait till the day after Thanksgiving. That's just the rules.
1: Coach, it's blue and white. There's no Santa on it. It's got Santa Cosmo on it. It has basically snowflakes and trees and a BYU cookie. It's a winter sweater. Your thoughts?
4: Well, okay. Well, I'll leave that alone. I'll leave that alone. It's not my place to judge. Hey, I got to tell you guys a great—I got to tell you a great story about okay. the holidays. My uh, five-year-old grandson. So I'm in—they live in Columbus, Ohio. So I, uh, my wife and I, we go to for for uh, Halloween, and and it's, this has been a big secret. This is—he he he says they call me Pop. They say Pop. This, I, I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to be, but it's a big surprise. So we're going. Okay, what's it going to be? So we're there, and then Tuesday morning, and and he, uh, they have a, a, an event at his school where you wear your your costume into to class, and they have a little parade, and all the parents, and grandparents there. It's great. So I'm sitting down, and you know, just wait. My wife and I are sitting, having our breakfast, waiting for my grandson to come down, and he's so excited. He won't tell us what it is. He comes down, and he's dressed in a BYU football uniform with my number on it.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
4: And my daughter tells me, because my daughter has a picture of when I was playing or whatever in, in the house, and my number was 87, and she said about a month ago, my son, my grandson said, I want to dress up like Pop for Halloween. So that, that was big. As a grandparent, now you guys are young kids, and I know you can't appreciate this, but as a grandparent, that one was like, I mean, my wife just starts crying. And yeah, Did you I did just, you cry? Know. Did you cry? No, I just... I just took all the money out of my pockets and just threw it at the kid. You know, just <laughs> just money of him, you know.
1: He's like, "I want candy." You're like, "No, you're going to take these nickels." No, no,
4: here, here, yeah, just all the cash I got. It. Cheers, man. That was that was that was big time for a parent.
1: Oh. love I love thinking about a BYU jersey number eighty seven walking around Columbus, home of the Ohio State. Oh, I know, State. excuse.
4: <laughs> and, and people, and people, they go to the door. And people go, "Now is that is that Yale, or is that BYU?" Classic. So you can yeah. tell their their uh, East Coast prejudice exactly.
0: Pop is with us on BYU Sports Nation. You got it. Pop's on the road. Coach, uh, now to, unfortunately, more serious matters. Speaking about the current status of BYU football, when a team officially isn't going to a bowl game and they don't have any of that in sight, how do you motivate this team, for BYU's sake, three games left uh, in the 2017 season?
4: Well, it almost comes down to an individual-by-individual individual basis. You have a young team, uh, the collective goals that you have as a team, although you're always collectively trying to win. You know, what's the mantra in, in any football, whether it's college or pro? It's it's all about this week. All right, So so the fact that don't worry about – where we're at in terms of our total record if we're going to bowl game. It's all about this week. It's all about UNLV. But more than that, um, you're a point you see in the NFL right now, too. We're we're getting closer to teams that are going to be mathematically eliminated, which is a tough place to be if you're in the NFL. So you got to find you know the focus. Okay, well, what is it about going forward? Well, in the NFL, you want to be one of those teams that finishes strong. There's always a team that will win four of its last five, three of its last four, uh, that are out of the playoffs, but show that uptick going forward. Uh, and in the college ranks in particular, it would seem to me, I, I would put a high, I'd get all my coaches together and say, look, I want you, you know, I mean, as the head coach, you can't do it with everybody. Cause there's just too many bodies in college football, but you get your assistant say, I want you sitting down with every single one of your players individually and creating a plan, a very specific plan of, okay, between now and the end of the season, what are you going to focus on? What, what do you got to get better at? If you're a receiver, you got to get better at your outbreaking routes. If you're a DB, I got to get better coming out of my back pedal, or I got to get better at route recognition. If I'm a defensive end, I got to develop uh, more of a bull rush, or whatever it is, you know, with, and, 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 you, and the more specific, the better, so that you can give them that individual so that at the end of the season, and and then you you keep going with it, okay? We're going to focus on that this way. and you give them a plan how to address that. You've got to give them something that that gives them that full. You know, this is why I'm showing up every day at practice. This is how I'm going to get better. And the 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 the, the result may not show up until next year, but I'm going to put that work in right now. And you've got to you've got to task them on something about individually getting better.
1: Why do the final three games matter? for BYU, given the context of kind of everything that's going on now?
4: Well, every game matters. I'll, you know, I'll pull my Herm Edwards. You you play to win the game. Yeah. I mean, there is value in uh, competing. Um, and, and, again, I keep equating it to the NFL because that's what I'm most recently familiar with. But if, unless you're a coach that's on the hot seat, that changes the whole dynamic in terms of what you're dealing with. But if you're a coach that's going forward and you know your position is secure – then part of the challenge, at least in the NFL, is challenging those individual players is, look, I'm going to be here next year. Now, whether you are or not is questionable. Now, that's different in college ball. I get that. But it's you got to show me over the next couple of weeks. You got to show me over the last half of the season or in college ball over the next three or four games, whatever it may be. Show me why you should be on this football team uh, and, and that you're one that I can count on in, the, in a pinch next year when we're going to be good, but we hit a tough patch, either in a game or during the stint of the schedule, uh, that that you're someone I can count on, that you can be a good teammate. And, and uh, you know, you, sometimes you just have to challenge it at that level.
0: Brian Billick with us on BYU Sports Nation, Super Bowl champion coach in the NFL and BYU football standout tight end coach. When... There's a situation like Kalani Satake is dealing with right now, 2-8, and eight, and you know he, he feels disgust and frustration and all of those emotions that go along with it, not to mention all of the noise that is creeping in and all of the naysayers that uh, are, are slipping in through the cracks, whether it be social media or whatever. What's that like for a coach to take all of the blame, which he willingly accepts, but what's it like to take the blame as a head coach when times are
4: tough? Well, that comes with the job. As I've have always said, you may not be responsible, but you may be, but you are definitely accountable. Meaning that, yeah, there's any number of reasons why things aren't going well, and and you can even identify them. And it may not, you know, and it may not be your fault. It just may be that the players, whether it's injury or the players aren't performing at a certain level, maybe your assistant coaches have not been been following through on their whatever it is. I mean, there's a whole litany of things. But at the end of the day, you're going to be the one held accountable for it. That's what the job is. It's the job description. And it may not seem fair at times, uh, but but that's, you know, when you, you hold your hand up and you get sworn in, so to speak, that's that's part of the the oath. And, and that's the challenge as a coach. And you're going to hear coach after coach after coach uh, is, what, what's the most common thing you hear in a news conference today? Uh, almost to the point it's become cliche, but every coach after a tough loss, Well, I got to coach better. I got to do better. Or when you do the dreaded "this one's on me," which I always kind of cringe at a little bit. I understand what you're doing. I understand you're you're trying to take responsibility, but you got to be careful with that one because at some point people are going to go, "Yeah, it is you." (laughs) And so now, you know, now where do we go from here? Um, But but that's that's the job of the coach, and 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 every coach is going to stand up and do the same thing. Say we got to play better i got to coach better, meaning we have to coach better. Everything about the organization has to be better, and everybody has to stay focused on that. And you're going to bring that focus by way of accountability to yourself as the head coach.
1: Tanner Mangum's out for the year with an Achilles injury, so now it's uh, down to Bo Hodge or Joe Critchlow or Cody Wilstead. Uh, with three, point, uh, three games left, no bowl game possible, and no timeline for Tanner Mangum's return past spring and into fall next year. Should BYU go with the guy that gives them the best chance to win or look at maybe a hidden gem in a guy that hasn't played much
4: at quarterback? Uh, Yeah, I'd assume that kind of is the same. You know, if you have a veteran guy or an older guy that you know is going to get you through the game a little bit better than maybe the young guy, but he's not going to be the future for you, uh, uh, and you've got it stacked up a little bit differently, or you've got that young player that, that needs that seasoning. Then, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the way you go, you know, because you, you, like I said, in the NFL between now and January, if you're a team that is headed for out of the playoffs, you, your, your job won beyond, you know, on game day, yes, it's about winning. We play to win the game. And, and that's what it's all, that's your singular focus. But leading up to it, your preparation and ultimately your bigger responsibility is I need to know come January what my primary needs are what I have and I don't have on this team so that I can go about addressing it in the off season. And in the college game, it's, it would be the same thing. What I need, we need to know come January what we have and what we don't have, or at the very least where our focus and our preparations in the off season need to go either by individually or by position or collectively, offensively or defensively. So those are hard questions to answer and it's tough for a team when you're going to go maybe with some young players, particularly the older players, cuz they make that makes it feel like you're giving up. Well, no, I'm not giving up. We want to win the game, but we have some other priorities as well, and we got to support our teammates that we want to find this out about.
0: Follow him at Coach Billick on Twitter, check out his Facebook page as well. Great stuff from Brian Billick. We'll finish with this. BYU plays at UNLV tomorrow. The Cougars have never lost to the Rebels in Vegas 8-0 all time yet they are a 4 point underdog and dealing with the quarterback situation we just talked about what are you expecting from this 2 and 8 BYU team against an upstart 4 and 5 UNLV team that's battling for a bowl games position
4: yeah you, you got to see a good effort uh, um, I, if i'm if i'm UNLV i'm scared to death of BYU because they're that team that are you know in the proverbial corner that has nothing to lose. Uh, you know, you is these coming off some pretty good wins against Fresno and Hawaii. Uh, and, and they've got New Mexico and Nevada, obviously a big game for them afterwards. So this is a big game for them and you got to draw on that energy. Uh, uh, you know, particularly the fact that, that, uh, uh, you're going to be on the road. So I imagine there's going to be a lot of energy in their stadium. If this team is indeed, in the, and the community is wrapped around the fact, Hey, we may be, you know, we may be a bold team or we're actually playing pretty good here. Um, uh, so, yeah, this I mean you got to tap into that energy. It's kind of good to be on the road sometimes, particularly when you are struggling uh with all the things that we just talked about. Uh and so yeah, this could be the fact that that, uh, that the history against UNLV and has never lost and all that kind of stuff. I mean those players don't care. They were they weren't a part of most of that history. They're all about this week and drawn on the energy of going down what should be a good high-energized game against a team that's obviously playing pretty good. In uh, that they've beaten a the Fresno State team that just that had just beaten you,
0: Coach. When can uh, fans see you next on the NFL Network?
4: Well, actually, I'm on uh, this afternoon uh, on oh, what they call uh, Thursday Night Football First Look. Uh, I'm on from uh, from noon to two West Coast time, three to five. East Coast time, and then, of course, every Wednesday uh, on my show Playbook for the NFL Network, had a good show yesterday, talked about some of the big matchups coming up uh, this week. Uh, we got Dallas and in, in Atlanta, which is obviously going to be a, bu- uh, a good game uh, that everybody's looking for. And then, uh, obviously, the Northern States, Buffalo Bills, got a big game. A lot of big games in the NFL going on right now should be fun.
0: All right, fantastic stuff. Uh, we wish you many more happy Christmas memories as Pop with your family.
4: That's right. That's
0: right. And, and, and ditch the sweater,
4: okay? <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> All right, guys.
0: Brian Billick on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
4: Oh, the,
1: uh, the Christmas bullying. <laughs> they, listen, there's some, there's some Christmas tree stereotyping going on. These are just trees. Who says they're Christmas trees?
0: Jerem, stop it.
1: Stop stereotyping the trees on my stop, sweatshirt.
0: Stop it.
1: I should feel comfortable in wearing what I want to wear in the workplace. (laughs) Coming Coming up, is BYU Hoops' hot start from the field a big deal or a no deal?
0: Plus, oh, captain, my captain. Luke Worthington of BYU Basketball joins us as the Cougars prepare for games that really count.
1: He's in the zone.
0: Welcome back. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. You're on demand anytime, anywhere. We are live on Saturday night at 9 Eastern time for the
1: season opener for the men's basketball team against the Deacon Jones, Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley State, whatever's, versus BYU. I don't know what they are. The Delta Devils. Oh, we count down the the Delta Devils. That makes sense. Yes. That makes sense. It's Mississippi Valley State. Exactly. 9 Eastern time, Saturday night on the app. pregame coverage, 8 Eastern on BYU Radio.
0: Refreshing the headlines today, BYU men's basketball in their last exhibition of the season. Route Colorado College by 60 points, 95-35. Zach Selyus had 19 points, including six three-pointers in just 18 minutes of play.
1: BYU football travels to Las Vegas today for a nationally televised Friday night showdown on ESPN2 with UNLV tomorrow. <laughs> Who's going to play quarterback? You can watch Countdown to kickoff. Starting at 9.30 Eastern time on BYU TV. Tomorrow night, pregame coverage at 8.30 Eastern on BYU Radio.
0: Ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball with a record of 23-2 and in the kennel tonight as they open their Northwest road trip at Gonzaga, 9 Eastern time, the final road trip of the regular season. Joining us now in Studio B, one of two BYU basketball captains, fresh off that 60 point exhibition win over Colorado College Luke Worthington Luke welcome back to Studio B man Luke Thanks glad to be here You I are a team captain Yep What did that mean to you and what was your reaction to finding out that news
3: I was I was really excited um, people asked me those questions last night about about being named team captain and as I've kind of thought about it I've I reflected on how little it really has to do with yourself you know so it's it's almost reflective of, of your missionary service. You just get to, to serve other people and, and help to find whatever issues you can resolve, if there are any, and just help everyone feel comfortable. So.
1: You're an assistant to the president, and the president's Dave Rose. Like <laughs> something like that. So take it, take it like you will. You won't have to do the actual work. You can hang out. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, was that a Dave Rose named you, or was it a vote among the team? Sometimes it's one or the other.
3: Um, a little bit of both. So, gotcha. Coach Rose wanted to see um, from the team what what they thought, obviously, and then he makes the final call on pretty much everything. So
1: now you're gonna say it's awesome, but does it take you out of any pregame routine when you have to meet it with the refs at midcourt, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh man, I, I was in the zone, now I'm out of it."
3: Yeah, that that 30 second meeting can be really distracting, <laughs> be really, 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 really tough. <laughs> no, it's it's good. It, <laughs> Feels good to get up there and get to know the refs and smile at them and see if they'll give you some calls. Yeah. Is, that, is
1: that when you're brown nosing a little bit before yeah. you're like, oh, you got to nice try shirt, your, man. yeah. Wow, <laughs> yeah. you got big muscles. Yeah,
3: exactly. Really <laughs> fill that shirt out well. Yeah,
0: is that what you did? Is that the approach you took when you? Well, played I was never a Jared? captain. I was never as good as Luke. <laughs> uh, yeah. While we're discussing this throughout the show, let let's go ahead and ask you the uh, the sweater question as well. Is it okay to wear a Christmas sweater before Thanksgiving? Absolutely, Luke's on the yes train. Okay, I'm indifferent. I'm down the middle, but we've put it out to BYU Sports Nation. A about, winter sweater. It's not a Christmas, and it's sweater. like a divisive subject. Like people yeah. are pretty much
3: 50-50 on this and, thing. And you know you're going to get a lot of hate, and that's okay. I'm shocked by the hate. Yeah, and it's aggressive too. <laughs> but I it's wear, aggressive. I wear I wear sweaters a lot, so I Wisconsin feel like guy, yeah, yeah. And I feel yeah. like if you cut Christmas sweaters into just a certain part of the year then you're really going to restrict that freedom that you have yes. to, to express yourself. Do you,
0: not do you go freedom. all in on Christmas music and decorations okay. before Thanksgiving, too?
3: Yes. Okay. Uh, well, not all in. If a Christmas song comes on before Thanksgiving, though, what am I supposed to do? Not enjoy it? I feel like there are people who turn it off because they've been taught since their youth that they can only listen to Christmas <laughs> music from the night of Thanksgiving through Christmas Day. And then once that time is over, Christmas music is shut off. And I feel like that. I mean, Christ was still born. You know, can't we celebrate? <laughs> him? Can't we celebrate him at any time of the year? We have to restrict that. And,
1: uh, it, it, around here, we actually believe he was born in April. Right. Uh, so. so yeah, it's uh, it's all weird. So after April 6th, it's cool to wear a Christmas sweaters. Oh, That's okay. what we just learned. New rule. <laughs> That's the philosophy we just came. Jerem's rule. All right, let's talk about less important things like basketball. Uh, how much do you take away from an exhibition uh, win like last night?
3: I think a lot. Surprisingly. Um, Obviously, it's you know a little lower level competition, but we were consistent. Which you play these exhibition games to find out what kind of team you are, and that that develops throughout the season. But I think even from Westminster to this game, it's hard to come out in the second half when you're already up by thirty, forty points, you know, and, and play consistently throughout the end of the game. And that's what we were able to do this game is is be consistent and stay on top of our principles and have good habits. So.
1: You concepted really well, yeah. I thought last night. Thank you. <laughs> That's important.
0: In all three exhibitions, BYU as a team offensively shot over 50% and held the opponent under 40%. I imagine that Heath Schroyer enjoys those
3: statistics very, very much. Uh, why the consistency there, do you think? That's something we've worked on um, for a long time. That's starting all the way back in June with our practices. Is I mean, it's it's a game of... Of percentages really and it's a game of runs so if you can make teams shoot harder shots over the course of a game if you're shooting the higher percentage shots you're going to win and if the other team just makes too many tough shots to you know to account for and and they win the game you just got to shake their hand and walk off the floor but we're we're going to play this the smart way and take the best shots that we can and make them take the toughest shots possible
1: have you found uh, kind of offensive freedom in fewer kind of sets versus the, quote, concepts in this offense? It's I'm not saying it's better or worse, but it's very different than what it was before your mission.
3: Mm. There's, a, there's a lot more freedom, and Coach is saying it all the time. Just just play basketball. That's what Heath Troyer would say. Just play basketball. And there's it makes things more comfortable on the floor. Everybody can take the right shot. Um, People know when the shot's going up as opposed to every time you come down the floor, think, ah, what set are we in? Where do we have to go? It's, it's much more fluid. So there's always somewhere to go.
0: Did you expect to be in a position to potentially start as the five man, just six months off of your mission?
3: You know, when, when I found out that, that Eric would be taken off, I knew that there'd be pretty big, you know, hole to fill.
1: And, upgrade.
3: Yeah. So I was I was excited about the opportunity to contribute in any way that I could and then when the season got closer and closer um you know, I felt comfortable with with those guys and I felt like I was able to play at a high level, so.
0: I know you were close with him, so when you found that out, please tell me that you gave him a hard time.
3: Um I I think a lot of people gave him a hard time. So I just <laughs> I just I just, I just I said to add to that. Love you, you know. Do what's best for you. Excited you for left you, me, but really, you know, we're never know. gonna be friends again. Right, exactly. <laughs> Why'd you leave me? No. <laughs> <Where'd> you, <play? laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. you you started 21 games as a, a sophomore, so you know what it's like to come off the bench versus start. Is there a different mindset there?
3: Um, I think for some people there can be, but like I said, um, and and Coach said this just probably a week, two weeks ago. He doesn't really know what what the starting lineup is gonna be. I mean, you have changes all the time with. Guys like, you know, maybe Nick or different people who were in the starting lineup and have to take on different roles. And and the best thing you can do is just contribute. Um, just be there, give your all every day, and be ready to play when when your name's called. So whether that's from the start or, or in the middle of the game, you just got to be ready to go.
1: And it may be uh, matchup-based, right? Last night... Uh Colorado College did not want your only child to get the ball inside, or you, or anybody, uh, so there were a lot of open threes. It just kind of depends on the game, maybe, right?
3: Depends on the game and, yeah, the size. You know, if you're playing a bigger team, you got to have bigger guys. Playing a smaller team, you play with smaller guys. And occasionally, you do something different. They have a bigger team, you play with smaller guys to put them at a disadvantage. So, you know, it's going to be personnel and... I trust that our coaches will have the right guys on the floor when they're needed. So
1: when Zach Selly sits that first three and then another one, you're like, Yeah, that was a good decision to start Zach. That was great guys. Yeah, yeah, I'll come in. I'll come in. It worked.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for him. He's he's a gamer. I he mean, really is. You you go to practice and it's not like he's always making every single shot he takes, but then when he gets in the game it seems like he is. So huh. I don't I don't really know what it is. He's just got a magic, you know, magic sense to him where once he gets in the game he's just hitting them all. So that's good.
0: Okay, Luke Worthington with us of BYU Basketball. Now as a captain, what would you prefer that we call you? A, a power forward, a forward, a center? What, what Power what, center. What, what do you want
3: to be called? Yeah, make something funky up. I don't know. Power a, center. A power center? Power center. center. <laughs> <Whatever>. <laughs> I don't care. Whatever you want to call me. I...
0: Center captain. <laughs> He's the Look PC, the, yeah. the power center.
1: <laughs> Let's talk okay. about your uh, Wisconsin Badgers football team here for a sec. You grew up in Wisconsin. You,
3: did you like the Badgers growing up? I, I always supported them. You supported them? Yeah, I didn't go full-blown Badger. Yeah. Um, I'm a full-blown Packer, but yes. as yes. far as the Badgers, I I think they're a great organization and team, and yes, they do well in pretty much every sport. So Yeah, they're really good. They're okay,
1: they're undefeated, and they're getting some flack. Should they be considered for the college football playoffs? Wow. even no, they haven't played a ranked team? Wow, that's...
3: Bring the Mecklin, Wisconsin a, perspective, yeah, Luke. That's a loaded question right there. I That's hard, because... I think people have been saying stuff about it, Georgia-Alabama. I mean, if they lose in the game, that should be like a play-in. It shouldn't be a play-in. Those teams are amazing. So it's hard to say that a Wisconsin team who hasn't played as good of a schedule to put them in there and butt out a team like Georgia or, you know, Clemson. I mean, those guys, have they they scheduled that way, and I think if they win enough games, they deserve to be there. So it's kind of a tough break.
1: Miami and Notre Dame will – Help things and
0: yeah, it's getting interesting. Things. I'm it's excited. Getting interesting, yeah. it's
1: getting interesting.
0: Talking college football with Luke Worthington. Yeah, <laughs>
1: well, he's the captain on the basketball team, <laughs> yeah, so he yeah, a I got, a I got no country. problem with
0: you that. You played a lot of football in high school. I did play a lot of
3: football. Had opportunities. It's good, to, yeah. It's always good to reflect on. On the glory days,
0: <laughs> Luke. Great to have you with us, man. Uh, we look forward to Saturday night's season opener against Mississippi Valley State. Maybe you'll be the first man to score a bucket like you did against Long Beach State. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. In the regular season, that would be awesome.
3: I know there's a time crunch. Can I just give a quick shout out? Yeah. Um, shout out to just my family because they're the best and they're always there. You know, so shout out to Dad, Mom, Spencer, Kelly, older Ivy.
1: brother that looks just like you. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> they all they all need a
3: shout out because. They're the uh, the true MVPs. So Okay. Love those guys.
0: The real MVPs. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. Absolutely. You, you've earned that right to shout out, Luke. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Appreciate it. If Didn't you he...
1: weren't a captain, I don't know if we would have let you do that. Yeah. But you're a captain, so we let you. Yes. <laughs> so
0: we'll also give you there. some BYU Sports Nation karma, so do with uh, it as you please. Okay. Uh, yes, the Gregorian chant. The motivation is It's, it's, it's here, all there. It's here. It's going to It's help. all there. Hey, if you want to talk uh, Christmas sweaters or college football or BYU basketball, Luke Worthington is your man. What's your blue goggle projection for the BYU basketball season?
1: And coming up, BYU baseball gets some fresh talent. Who are they? We'll tell you coming up in the web.
0: Is BYU football as a Vegas underdog in Vegas a big deal or no deal? They've never lost to UNLV in Vegas. Is that sweat
1: on my brow or what?
0: BYU Sports Nation
2: is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere.
0: Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast each and every weeknight starting at 6 p.m. Eastern time.
1: That's right, Spencer, and BYU football with Kalani Satake, featuring Adam Pulse for replays right after us coming up at 1 p.m. Eastern time on BYU TV and the app. And, of course, you can catch it on demand on the app right now if you want.
0: Hey, when am I going to be cool enough to uh, host that show?
1: Well, it's funny you say that. uh, Next Tuesday. (laughs) Gregory will be on his way to New Jersey for the Princeton men's basketball game.
0: Maybe I should wear my winter sweater.
1: You could if you want <laughs> on that show.
0: Sweater poll update. I
1: care about what you wear on that show, though.
0: Sweater poll update. Those in favor of you wearing it before Thanksgiving, 41%. No, 59%. Well,
1: I know that uh, I know who my 41% are, then.
0: Luke Worthington's in that uh, 41%. That's
1: right. Smart dude.
0: Tell us your blue goggle projections for BYU basketball, hashtag BYUSN. In the meantime, we will play Big Deal, No Deal.
2: Big Deal, No Deal.
0: Presented by Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together at visitprovo.org. It's definitely a big deal. Number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU hoops shooting 51.2%
2: from the field in the first three exhibition games.
1: My first inclination is to say no deal because of the competition. But you can only control what you do ultimately, especially in basketball. I think football, someone can overwhelm you with their strength and speed and whatnot. But I think this is a big deal. BYU is doing all the right things in the exhibition games, even if the competition hasn't been the greatest. But the New Mexico one, that told me more than the other two exhibition games.
0: It's a big deal because sometimes open shots are the toughest to make.
1: And, and you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Sometimes
0: you relax game. against bad opponents. Luke Worthington talked about that. Like, we were up 34 at halftime. We could have come out and, you know, blah, 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 looked ugly. But they is that
1: a Transylvania reference? Blah, blah,
0: blah, 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 blah. <laughs> they played well. This is a big deal for BYU to be consistently good from the field, including against New Mexico on the road. Number two. Big deal,
2: no deal. Nick Emery's status being uncertain past Saturday. This is a big deal because he was a starter. He's a two-year starter. Of course this
1: is a big deal. He is a solid, solid contributor on this team. And now the depth is messed with. If he's not with this team for who knows how long, at least Saturday.
0: Yeah, I actually agree with you on that angle. It is a big deal for the reasons that you stated. But in terms of... Affecting BYU basketball right now for what they are, I think they're ready to play without him. So I'm not nearly as concerned about it as I thought I would be. So I say no deal because BYU has kind of shored up what they need to to be able to put a good product on the floor without him. Number three.
2: Big deal, no deal. BYU being a Vegas underdog in Vegas against Vegas.
1: Mm. This is a big deal. Uh, we live in the upside down. is an underdog against UNLV. What? What? <laughs> Big deal.
0: <laughs> uh no deal. BYU's two and eight. They should be an underdog against the four and five team. Are you kidding me?
1: Oh, I know, but just
2: historically.
0: Yeah, they're undefeated against Vegas and Vegas. I know, but they're two and eight, so not a shocker. Last one.
2: Last one, and this is a big deal. Jerem wearing a Christmas sweater. It's not a winter sweater, it's not even winter yet. It's a Christmas sweater <laughs> before Thanksgiving.
1: You've never worn clothes that weren't in season? Ever? This is a no deal. Because it's a winter sweater. It's colder outside. It's like 36 <laughs> degrees. Wear a jacket.
0: This is a big deal because people are clearly fired up about this, man. Yeah, someone
1: just made their opinion known in the control room as well.
0: It's a divisive <laughs> subject, so it is a big deal. The fact that people are voting on this well, tells me everything mean, I need to know. You
1: put out a vote. Of course they're going to vote doesn't on doesn't
0: mean it. people have to vote on it.
1: Exactly. Coming up. Signing day yesterday. Who are some of the newest Cougs?
0: Uh, Yeah, we should find that out. Plus, who was Mr. Efficient last night for BYU basketball? seemed like everybody.
2: Big Deal, No Deal is sponsored by the Utah Valley Convention and Visitors Bureau. Bring everyone together. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com
0: for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Brian Villick and Luke Worthington. If you missed any of today's show, download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. I should say Pop and El Capitan.
1: There you go. Well, he's one of the captains. Coming up uh, tomorrow, Dennis Pitta will join us on the program. Let's whip it.
2: It's time for the Cougar Whip Around.
1: Men's basketball. Los Cougadores beat Colorado College 95-35 in the third and final exhibition game last night. Zach Selyas led the way six threes, 19 points in 18 minutes.
0: The two captains this season announced yesterday we just spoke with one of them, Luke Worthington, the other Elijah Bryant.
1: NBC Sports Rob Dowster added Yoli Childs to his college basketball breakout stars watch list. Football. shocked.
0: BYU football travels to Las Vegas today for a Friday night showdown with UNLV. Who's going to play quarterback? You should watch Countdown to kickoff tomorrow at 9.30 Eastern on BYU TV to find out. Pre-game coverage on BYU Radio, 8.30 Eastern.
1: Volleyball. The ninth-ranked and and 23-2 women's volleyball team is in the kennel tonight to play Gonzaga. 9 Eastern time. This is the final road trip for the Cougars. Baseball.
0: Announced the signing of seven new players yesterday on National Signing Day. They include Austin Deming, a six-foot infielder, and right-handed pitcher from Santa Clara, Utah, and Zach Peterson, an honorable, uh, I'm not sure what that says. An infielder, I should say. An All-State Honorable Mention from Riverton High School in Utah.
2: Cougars in the PGA.
1: Zach Blair tees off today in the <laughs> opening round of the Mayacoba Classic on the PGA Tour at El Camaleon Golf Course. Back to you. Cougars
0: overseas. Jen Hampson of the Sydney Uni Flames had 14 points, 11 rebounds. Double, double. And an assist in a 30-point win over the Bendigo Spirits last night. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter Dexter Help. You need the most. Dexterlaw.com
1: goes to the forty-one percent. That's who it goes to.
0: Uh, I think it's I think it's forty percent now, Jeremy.
1: Forty percent.
0: So in that number, in forty
1: minutes it'll be one. That number that number is seemingly getting smaller. I'll take forty. I will take 40 on November 9th.
0: What's your blue goggle projection for BYU hoops this season? That wife and girl JB says, After last night, I went ahead and checked flights and hotel prices for San Antonio. The end of March. Hashtag final four. Okay, get out of here. You need all four sets of blue goggles on the desk for that one. Yeah, seriously. Good grief. Our elite tweet of the day from at Roland Hall. A dominating win in the now OSHA-sponsored game against Coach ADK and the team up north. Hashtag safety first. Classic. The OSHA sponsor. Oh, my
1: gosh. Conversation continues 24 <laughs> 7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Show on demand, BYUSN.com.
0: Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app for Jeremon Spencer. Shout out to Nate Rydalch. We'll be back tomorrow at noon Eastern.